welcome to From A to Zara, the podcast where we talk about all things content. I'm very honored today to have the editor of EU Mom here with me. Welcome, Marae Cahillon. Hello. Is that close? That's the that last was, name. That was okay, about right. okay, I'm working on it. Um, Marae is um, well versed in optimizing her content for search engines, especially the search engines that start with the letter G, which is what our episode is about today and the search engine that rhymes with Noogle. Interesting fun fact, Noogle is what they call the new employees at Google. Oh, really? Yes. I did not know that. Yes, I know. (laughs) Um, So EU Mom recently underwent a site relaunch, and a strategic content migration was carried out from the old site to the new one. So if anyone who's ever had to do a content migration before, you know that they can be, there's some heavy lifting involved, there's a lot of work. Um, Marade, learned a ton about SEO during the project, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be Mm -hmm. talking about Google, SEO, um, all of her knowledge, and um, some tips and tricks that she's picked up along the way. So thank Mm -hmm. you for being here. Thank you for having me. Excellent. So we're just going to dig right in. Mm -hmm. Um, So in your role as editor of EU Mom, did you come into the job already knowing a lot about SEO? Mm. I knew a decent amount about SEO. Um, right before I joined EU Mom, I had completed a diploma in online strategy, onla- online marketing and digital strategy um, in 2013, right after my undergrad. Um, so that uh, kind of gave me a good baseline knowledge of SEO. It was covered quite heavily, I suppose, in, in the course. Um, and when I joined EU Mom, I joined as an intern specifically to work on SEO stuff. So I came in um, working on a metadata project and an interlinking project. So the site had just, um, they'd just upgraded. So they had upgraded the site in 2013 and we upgraded again in 2017. So um, when I came in, I was tasked with tackling a massive metadata uh, project, I suppose. That's, that's one way to, to throw, you, throw you in there <laughs> yeah. and, and learn a lot on yeah. the job, yeah? So... Um, yeah, so updating metadata, meta descriptions, I suppose for anyone who's not really sure what that is, um, metadata, meta, your meta title and your meta description comes up when you search for something on Google. So if you search EU Mom, for example, you could maybe try that as well, hint, hint. Um, <laughs> when you search for EU Mom, the meta title is the bigger blue text that comes up first. And um, the URL will come up underneath. And then your metadata is the smaller gray text that comes below, which describes what the page or the website is. Um, So the whole idea is that you optimize your your data with keywords relevant to your potential audience, relevant to your site, um, which, you know, sounds fairly straightforward and easy enough until you realize that there's several, several other websites trying to do the same thing, optimizing for the similar content. So it's quite competitive and there's a bit of a knack to getting it right. And that metadata, for people who may not know, that sort of indicates to Google what your page is about. Absolutely. What, yeah, so it gives them a better understanding of how to index your, your site. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I spent... Um, what felt like years, but was probably only a couple of weeks doing that. Uh, it can get a little bit monotonous after a while. Um, and I was really lucky that I had a really good mentor at the time as well, Francis McIngus, who pretty much taught me all my kind of practical thinking around SEO and, and how to do it. So we spent hours fine tuning um, all of that data. Um, 
like making sure that we're I was using the correct phrasing, the correct keywords and making it as engaging as possible as well. Um, I kind of I suppose there's a bit of a balancing act between getting a meta title correct for Google and correct for the user as well. Yeah. Because you want to be clever. Yeah. But if you're too clever then Google yeah. actually probably Absolutely, yeah, yeah. doesn't doesn't like that. Yeah. So then I graduated from metadata and and started <laughs> interlinking. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the interlinking was a fun project because it's all about linking um, from one page on a site to another. So I suppose interlinking, interlinks, internal links rather, um, they go from one page on a domain to a different page on the same domain. Um, so you have an article, for instance, we might have an article on the topic of car insurance and maybe we have, we do have related articles on car seats. So that would complement the first article. You know, you link to the other and it just kind of makes sense for, from, for the reader for one, for, to go to one page from the other. Yeah. Um, so they're useful for helping uh, the user navigate their website. They help establish information hierarchy for, that, for your website. So by telling Google which pages have the best info, um, you're you're act you're actively directing people to those pages so google knows that they're strong and they help spread link equity as well and ranking power across the website so um the more links you have from your good content to your other relevant good content the better really it's good for the reader right i mean you absolutely kind of show, it's like yeah. almost giving them a, a map of like mm -hmm. here, here are some other things that you might be interested in that yeah. are similar to this topic yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, and we actually have a fantastic blog post that just went up today that wow. Emily wrote all about the importance of timing. internal linking. Yeah, Emily's been uh, fantastic uh, working on that project for the last few months for, with oh, us. So, yeah, yeah well, we'll link to that in the show notes. Yeah, excellent. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, she's probably covered all my tips then, but uh, <laughs> I um, have a few tips if you'd like to hear oh, yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> Please, Lorraine. <laughs> So my six tips for inter internal linking for SEO. Um, so yeah, the first would be to make sure that you have a good chunk of content on your site. Like it makes sense to have a good chunk of content to be able to link. Um, yeah, so for a good internal linking strategy, you want to have uh, killer content that you know that your audience are going to want to engage with. And then the next step is to link to that. <laughs> killer content um using anchor text so an anchor text really is just highlighting the relevant word or phrase in one article linking to the other relevant article it's fairly straightforward there's no tricks or but like bad anchor text would be say like click here yes for more information yes people are like well no, i don't know what what, the it, what here, here is. is yeah well yeah it's it's i mean to the reader you, you could figure it out but it's you have to remember that it's google doing this and kind of crawling your site for mm -hmm to figure out what it, where it is you're sending them. So here, the phrase click here is just a bit like, there's no point in doing that really. No. Um, you need to, you know, for instance, we might have breastfeeding content on the website and then we're talking about something wonderful like cracked nipples. You want to link exactly to the cracked nipples. You want to highlight that and then you want to link to the relevant content. I'm going to start laughing now. <laughs> so good. I love so, yeah. that we can talk about crack yeah. on this podcast. But that's that's what that's where you're linking to relevant yeah. content and why the anchor link is so important. Yeah. Um, link deep is the next tip. So mm -hmm. you, yes, the, the, the deeper your links go, the better. And when I say deep, I mean 
um, linking further and further into your site to more and more relevant content. Linking to your homepage is a little pointless, really, yeah. because it's everyone already... Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone can find it fairly easily. You want to make sure that you're linking deep to your really, really strong content. And so that doesn't necessarily mean older content. It just maybe means stuff that is... Mm. It's a little oh, harder yeah. to find. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know it's there yeah. because you've put it there. <laughs> so you want to make sure that your audience can find it too. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'd rather strengthen your internal pages to boost your overall SEO on your site rather than just pointing them back to the homepage. Yeah. Um, and then the next tip would be to use links that are natural for the reader. So, you know, an internal link strategy, really, you need a user-focused approach. So you're adding value and information to the reader while they're there on the site. Um, yeah, and then the next tip is that those links, links rather, need to be relevant. So don't link just for the sake of it. You know, make sure that, you know, like I said earlier about the breastfeeding example, if I have a page um, on my site about breastfeeding and then I have another page about, um, uh, like, travel systems, so prams, boogies, whatever you want to call them, those two aren't related from an SEO point of view. So there's no point forcing the reader who is in a breastfeeding zone to buggies. I mean, it's going to be there in the back of her mind probably at some point, but from a Google point of view, it doesn't make sense. Um, so should you link those two pages? Probably not. No, I would avoid it. I I'd think we've stick all... to your crack nipples. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try and get that in a few more times. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think we've all seen those pages where the create the page creator has kind of gone overboard mm. with linking mm -hmm. and you don't know what you want to actually click yeah. on right and it's Where just, you it just looks like when yeah. you're reading like there's just yeah. links everywhere which brings me perfectly to my next point oh. <laughs> that was not even planned <laughs> no that was not planned use a reasonable number of links oh, exactly yeah. thank you so nobody really knows the key number to this i mean you can trial an error you can test and refine um a page with loads of blue hyperlinks looks a bit crazy to me and it's, it's, it's just not appealing. Yep. And I don't think um, Google doesn't know which one to give the highest you know, score yep. to either. So my rule of thumb is a minimum of three and keeping them in the first couple of paragraphs usually as well, just for like scroll depth and oh, time on time. So yeah. like you want your strongest keywords or sorry, your strongest interlinks to be in the first couple of paragraphs. Mm. Um, that makes sense. You, yeah, you might people, lose people. People leave. So you want to yeah. make sure that you potentially, anyone you can potentially keep, you, that you have your, your, your interlinks there. Um, but yeah, a minimum of three, but then you have some really meaty articles that require more, but I'd, I'd keep it, to like three to five because anymore it just looks a bit messy yeah yeah but you really want to respect your reader mm -hmm. you know in that in that sense because yeah. you want to send them something that's going to be helpful and relevant yeah. and if you can earn their trust that way mm. then chances are they're going to start clicking on mm. more things and spend more time on yeah. your site absolutely yeah, yeah. so yeah that, that was, was great thank fantastic you. thank yeah. you um so i guess that we can kind of uh segue now into some tools mm -hmm that you use to help you with SEO. Um, I know I've played around a little bit with Google Webmaster Tools and obviously Google Analytics, mm. but I, I would love to hear what you use and if there's any other um, helpful websites that you can yeah. recommend. Well, I'd use both of those, specifically Google Analytics, which I'll come to in a second. For planning content, um, Keyword Planner was always a, a, a one that I would have started with and learned mm. about, you know, and still dip into us, but I suppose it's, 
uh, keywords are kind of becoming slightly less, slightly less important. Um, still very important, but just they're not like top priority anymore. I don't think. I think Google's um, made that apparent in some of their algorithm changes yeah. or you know it's now it's not about how many keywords are in the post yeah. it's whether or not you're actually addressing the question absolutely the yeah absolutely yeah. so like the, one of the reasons that um mums our readers love coming to our site is that we our, all of our content is focused on answering her question which sits in nicely to google obviously that's how yeah. they find us yeah. <laughs> that's why our seo content is so strong um so yeah, mum asks a question, we have the solution. So, and that kind of mirrors what Google is now looking at when they're looking at your content. They want to see, they don't want to see you just creating content for the sake of keywords and st keyword stuffing and all that jazz. They want to, they're looking at topics and they're making sure that your, your content is strong based on the topic that you're trying to cover. So yeah, so on that, Google Trends is something that I'd have a look at as well. Oh, I love um, Google Trends. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if absolutely. you're a data nerd or you just want to like, want to see, like, like, what's, is the flu trending right yes, now? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, they're the two Google ones I love. Um, I also, I also love Moz, oh, um, yeah. especially their blog, keeping up to, to, up to date on all the changes and um, any changes that, that may happen. But uh, they cover a lot of Google news, obviously, so they're they're great for that. Yeah. And then from kind of continuing on from my point of moving away from keywords and more more focusing on topics, Buzzsumo um is like fantastic for looking at trending topics and trending content. And again, like you just get lost in there for days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, and they've just um updated it so that you can look at country you could you could search before kind of um like if i put in ireland it would kind of pull up irishy stuff but you can it, they, well, they sent me an email just yesterday i think <laughs> telling me that they've updated it so you can now just search for only trending topic in specific countries which is great fun yeah really good fun yeah uh, so that's helpful and then for tracking and analysis google analytics is my child my baby um i'm on that thing like before i've had my coffee i love it yeah, yeah. i'm a bit a bit of a numbers nerd so i like going in and seeing um where people are coming from what they're looking at that week that day that morning that hour that minute <laughs> how many people are on site uh yeah google analytics is just i could spend i literally could spend the whole week in there and not get bored yeah. there's so much data and so much information um which is great. It, it, it's brilliant because it helps me know what better content, like what content I can create them. At. And looking at our top trending content from analytics has helped us kind of create whole other similar content areas um, that are also now doing very well. Like it just, it's a fantastic tool. And yeah. if you don't, I'm sure everyone uses it, but um, I would just get dive, dive in give yeah. yourself an afternoon dive in yeah exactly i think and i think that's a really good point is that some people get overwhelmed by oh, yeah, the amount yeah. of data in there and yeah. how much you can find but it, yeah. it is a matter of sort of digging in and yeah. getting stuck in and being like oh look i can click in here and mm. see this and it's there's mm. so much and i yeah. love checking like year to like compare oh, yeah. year over year yeah. and all of that is, yeah yeah and the scroll depth is a thing that i've only kind of got into in the last uh maybe six months I find that fantastic for internal linking, especially. Mm -hmm. But um, it's just so interesting because, you, you know, you'd see, obviously you have some p pages where the, the time on site is 
substantial and you know the bounce rate is very low but then you have other pages where your bounce rate is super high and you're like but that's a really strong content piece what's happening um so the scroll depth is fantastic because if you've got a high bounce rate it just gives you that extra bit of info as to why they're leaving mm. and if you can see where they're leaving then you know where you need to make your changes and all of that is just fantastic for optimizing content yeah yep so yeah they're my favorite tools okay that was yep. great um okay so let's let's dig into the the mm. really the real dirty stuff here with the content <laughs> migration um so you've uh, i want you to talk a little bit about how the content migration process actually affected EU Moms SEO. Yeah. And what steps you took to sort of ensure that you were still ranking for the terms and and that the the migration didn't have a negative impact on yeah. on the yeah. EU Mom. Oh, big question. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we we obviously took a lot of time and careful attention to this whole project. And there was a whole bunch of us um involved in it it wasn't just us we work with a fantastic digital agency called Arkibo who are based in Dublin um and they like held our hands along the way mm-hmm. and uh patted us on the shoulder when things got <laughs> tough <laughs> it's good to have someone to do that yeah. yeah but uh between us and them we kind of create created a bit of a plan of action I suppose mm-hmm. um our our SEO content was always very strong and that was a big um concern of migrating the site from one platform to another we moved from wordpress to kentico um that that would fall off and obviously like you know for a a, a, i suppose a something of my words now um i suppose for a publisher who has so much life stage content like our audience are women pregnant women mothers we have a lot of content that kind of sits on the site that is always relevant always strong and always searched for so we wanted to make sure that that stayed fine (laughs) so that was a big thing so we kind of took like five steps a five-step approach so we did a massive audit of our content Mm -hmm. so we audited specifically the SEO, but everything else as well. So we looked at our top ranking SEO pages, um, what people were searching for the most um, over a number of years. We, you know, we didn't just focus on like the previous month. We wanted to make sure we got everything yeah. in there. Um, yeah, so we found out what our highest performing SEO was, um, which t- told us what our audience needed. And they were the top of our list to bring over to the new site. Um, we also brought over like slightly different, slightly separate to SEO, but we also brought over all of our highest performing in general content. And there was some like crossover, obviously it was a lot of crossover with our SEO content being quite high. Um, but that's important too for any kind of a migration. You're not going to, you want to make sure that you're bringing the best of, of, of yeah, what you have. Um, as well as all the newly published. It's like the greatest um, hits album. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's like the B side, <laughs> um, and then obviously the the newly published stuff was like the extra disc. That yeah. you know, I know <laughs> that's I shouldn't say that. The newly content stuff is the best. <laughs> the newly published stuff, rather. Um, so yeah, we we brought everything that we'd published in the previous twelve months, whether or not it ranked for SEO, because that's important as well to, to say that you do SEO work, but you don't see it happen. Like you don't see the results the next day. Totally. It's a long and game. Yeah. It's yeah. a very long game. And I'll come to that a little bit later on, but, um, that's why it was important that yeah. we brought all of our new content, which yeah. was fantastic because it was the newest, freshest content that we had. 
it wasn't ranking on SEO because it was new. So that was totally fine. It, it is now ranking however many months later. That was March. Now we're in Feb. So almost a year later. Yeah. Great maths there, Marie. <laughs> <laughs> almost a year later. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then making sure that our all of the content that we did bring over was perfectly optimized for SEO, uh, for search. So, you know, all of our strong SEO content, we're pretty happy with it, but we just still went through all of our data, metadata and descriptions and all that jazz, making sure that it was as strong as it could be, tweaked a few things. We left the top ranking ones alone because <laughs> yep. they're fantastic. Yep. Don't need to touch them for now. Um, and yeah, we just made sure that everything was okay. Um, and then setting up redirects for anything that we thought might, you know, might, uh, that wasn't coming with us, um, or anything that might fall through the cracks. Like we've a whole, we have a massive, we had a massive content, um, amount of content on the previous site. It was something like, I think it was about 5,000 pages or something. (laughs) So we narrowed, narrowed that down a lot. I'm I'm not sure of the total, but it was less than Mm 2000, which was still a lot of content to bring over. Um, but yeah, but so redirects were really important and our Kibo, our digital agency looked after all of that jazz. So that was that beyond my so, knowledge. Yeah. Um, but so if uh, you're looking for more information about that, we'll, check out uh, our yeah. <laughs> We'll find some resourceful links yeah. about those as well. Um, but yeah, so that was that. I suppose that was what we did to make sure that our mm-hmm. SEO mm-hmm. stayed strong, and thankfully it did. There was a tiny little dip for the four weeks after we migrated, but then it just it leveled out again, and it's only increased since nice. that. Like, and very much so increase in the last couple of months which yeah. is fantastic as well yeah. that's awesome and you mm. also wrote a fantastic blog post about content migration so we'll link to that yeah, also I did. yeah on the Zara website yeah, yeah there we go Great. we'll have some internal linking going on it's gonna be grand um excellent so yeah so well done on the content thank migration you very much. i know that's a big project thank you. and um it, it's obvious that you learned a lot in that yes. process yeah absolutely so that leads us to measuring the success and how mm. do you know that things are working yeah well, um, like I said, we work with our Kibo, so they do a good bunch of monitoring for us. They tra- they track our keywords and our top landing pages. I do that internally as well, specifically the top landing pages. I kind of leave the keyword stuff, um, the, the monitoring to them. And they uh, are, are very helpful with you know suggestions each month as to what to do. Maybe if a term is being searched for, that we might not have the content for, like they will highlight that and we will create that content. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. like, it's a fantastic relationship and we're, we're very lucky yeah. to be able to work with them. Um, internally then, how do I see that uh, we're tracking well? It's Google Analytics again. I'm, you know, yeah. keep going back to that one, yeah. but it's the best one um, for me to see exactly how we're doing. Like we did an analysis um, last month of January to January. So January 17th, January 18th, and just seeing the little line graph going up and oh, up and up, up and up. to the right. So we satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we had a massive jump from December to January. Our SEO increased by 46% in one month. Wow. Like it jumped up a huge number. And that's what I was saying earlier, is that this is because of the work that was done over the last year. Yeah. It's not like we didn't change one thing and now we just have yeah. this massive 46% yeah. jump. It's been months and months and months of work 
and slow, steady work, careful work, planned work. And now we're reaping the rewards, which yeah. is fantastic. And hopefully yeah. it's just going to keep going up. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the lesson that you really have to sort of instill in people is that mm. it's not something you're going to see overnight. Mm-hmm. It's something that takes time. Yeah. And like you're saying, it's very concerted effort. Yeah. And you have to put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, month on month analysis, I think is important too. I think week by week or day by day is just too short a period to see changes, to yeah. see substantial changes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's fine looking at the top ones, but you also want to look at the ones that are dropping as well mm. and see why they're dropping. Maybe your metadata is not as strong as it could be. And maybe you're like, for instance, you know, unfortunately, we are still finding pages on the site that have incorrect links because maybe a page didn't come over. Mm. So when I, when I say that, I mean, we'll find an article that's linking to something that is no longer there. Yeah. And maybe a redirect wasn't set up. Maybe we missed something. But all of that stuff will affect those pages. Yep. So just don't look at the highs. Look at the yep. lows or the and I think the Google search well. console will show you yes. some of that. Right? Oh, like it will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, totally. Links. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but I suppose it's just making sure that you're doing it. Yeah. You know, you can find them. But then, like everyone else, you've got a million and one things to do. But make that a priority. Yeah. Make sure that gets on your list of things to do. Because... Um, if you don't do anything with it, you could lose a really strong page potentially. Yeah. So, um, but also you know what it feels like as a reader to go someplace and oh, click on so something and, yeah, and not having yeah. that link work or having goes yeah. into like a broken thing. You're yeah. like, Ugh. I'm one of those annoying people who will email or tweet <laughs> someone and be like, um, this isn't working. Just so you know, maybe you want to look into it. <laughs> very helpful. Marie. Very yes, very. Um. Yeah, so that's kind of it, really. The, you know, the month-on-month analysis. And like yeah. I said, it takes time. So um, be patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so I guess that's one tip. Be patient yeah. for those starting out with, with navigating SEO and the whole world mm-hmm. of this. Do you have any other tips? Um, I would say read loads mm, yeah. and read more and then some read some more. <laughs> yep. Yep. Because things change so for regularly. Sure. Um, and it's it's great to just keep abreast on all of those changes and all those trends. I think and there's, from, there's a glut of information. Out oh, there, there's so, so much information. Yeah, yeah. So much. It's quite overwhelming, actually. But um, so there's some really strong nuggets of information in there if, yeah. you, if you search deep enough. Yep. Um, for someone, I suppose, getting into it just or maybe setting up their own website, I would go back to those two things that I discussed is the metadata and your internal linking. Yep. They are kind of basic but like principal elements of your seo strategy um you know spend time learning about your audience and learning about what they're searching for and learning about the topics that they are you know are interested in and then adapt your data for that um internal linking will come when you have a nice build-up of content on your site but um yeah, so obviously that all comes into play. If you if you have a, a, a good build up already, you're good to go. But if you're if you're creating content, create it with that in mind too. Yeah, that's you know? a good point. Um and then just be patient because like I said, it's not you're not gonna yeah. see success overnight. Yeah. You have to um you just have to give it time and then it will come. But uh and just test and refine and don't lose hope. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a big one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um fantastic. So I'm going to end on just one one point because this is something that I've seen recently mm. um, talk about. Uh, so we use HubSpot internally to, to send out newsletters and, and a few other things. And I got an email from them saying that mm. they are 
ending, their sunsetting, their keyword ranking tool, mm. which is something that I use quite frequently, yeah. you know, for internal stuff. Mm. And so, um, their whole, their whole point, I guess, is that, um, keyword rankings aren't necessarily an accurate measure mm. of how your website is performing mm-hmm. because searches change so much, yeah. right? Kind of in the old days, like 10 years ago, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it was literally all about the keywords yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, and search was very, you know, sort of basic and that's, mm. and that's what, um, that's what helps people find things. Mm-hmm. But now with things like location and mm. search history and, you know, like all these other mm. things that come into place, Google now knows that if I'm searching for a restaurant, perhaps I'm walking around Dublin Friday yes. night and yeah. they're going to show me things that are close to me mm-hmm. in Dublin, mm-hmm. you know? So, so I kind of see like, like a restaurant isn't necessarily going to come up for certain keywords sure. based on all of these other factors. Mm. So I can understand like where we're where we're getting to, and I don't think people should throw out keywords, no, obviously. No, no. But no. I think kind of your point of it's more about maybe concepts or yeah. themes as opposed yeah. to just like words. Absolutely, and I think um, you know while that's a relatively new change, it's it's something that we've all kind of been conscious of, I suppose, maybe without realizing it. Yeah. Um, but we whilst we have a set number of keywords that we do track month on month we are we very much create content um based on listening to our audience and when i say listening to them i don't mean just on google i mean on social and uh, through our email campaigns as well yeah. and we're seeing what people are engaging with and that is uh, that is probably the biggest tool that I use when creating our content calendars and our content schedules, yeah. seeing what people are interested in. And it's not just creating the same content, it's creating content in that topic area, but different angles, different subjects. Yeah. Um, like we, our top ranking page for SEO is the, is a page uh, related to coughs in children. And we like, that is our most, like it's month on month, it's our top page. So we took the theme of coughs and health and created a whole other um, content hub, I suppose, around child health related issues. And all of that content has done fantastically. And now that's growing in SEO too. So yeah, I I totally understand why people are probably moving away from the keywords and the keyword tracking. Um, It's too competitive. Like it's too too much of a competitive area. So you just need to think cleverly. And like, we're very lucky that we have so much data and so much information on our members and we know what they want and when they want it and how they want it. Um, I suppose it's a little more challenging for someone starting out. Um, but look at your, look at competitors of your potential business Mm -hmm. and see how they, the type of content that they are, you know, creating and the type of content they're, audience are engaging with and maybe that's a starting area as well as some keyword stuff um but yeah just listen to your audience yeah. and try and so get I, to know them i as love much as what you said about the content hub because i mm. think that is super important for people yeah. to understand that yeah. if you know that coughs are performing yeah. well right you can yeah. create all of this other content around the same topic Health. yeah yeah and yeah. it's kind of becomes oh now eu mom is the go-to place yeah. for children health like yeah. maybe i get there through a coughs page but oh look you have yeah. all this other fantastic Absolutely, content yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and it's true like if you don't know what your readers mm. want or what they're clicking on or what they're mm. what they're engaging with you're gonna have a really hard time absolutely yeah, yeah. so yeah. oh love that was amazing <laughs> i felt like we just did like a total deep dive into seo and now everyone knows everything about it oh awesome well, give it away you. all our secrets <laughs> 
Oh, thank you so much for joining me. Thank I you for really having me. I appreciate it. Mm. Yeah. And um, thanks for listening. We will be back soon talking about the letter H, or as they say it here, H. <laughs> All right. Bye.